guys hungry? Want something to eat? Got some uh, pasta, shrimp, lobster. I got whiskey, any kind of boozy you want. You know what? The beer doesn't allow us to drink. We want to see. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Have you done one of these before? Both? Learn how to say it once. Oh, shit. Is that right? I think I'm one like this, though. I have the whole front extended in order to fit the chopper. Anyway, this is for you. up we're back with uh ad oil the uh the hong kong podcast with the deep dive into uh hong kong culture and the creative scene in the studio at eaton hotel we got mr nicholas chung all around badass i don't know what's up man how you doing yo what's up I'm good. <laughs> how are you i'm all right man yo uh real quick before before we get too far into this do you prefer nicholas or nick uh i think most people call me nick so okay i, think I just seen fine. you like most of your stuff online is nicholas so i always oh, like yeah. kind of just referred to you as nicholas yeah but yeah that's I, my government name <laughs> <laughs> nick's way easier so I'm, I'm glad we got that yeah. out of the way also one other thing that's kind of funny is um so another thing right off the bat is this was like me starting this podcast was like partially inspired by you so we had a conversation about that, but like I had wanted to start a pod- start a podcast here for a minute, but then like we had a conversation about it, and you were kind of like the uh, the like the last straw, like you were like the last push for me to like really get it popping, and then uh, so the other funny thing is that the last interview was with uh, No State, right? Yeah, and uh, you know how they're always at that bar Ozu, yeah, Martin Sajar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. I texted you immediately after that podcast to be like, yo, it's, it's live. Like, I want you to be the next guest. And then, like, we were, like, joking at the end of that, that their interview about how, like, oh, I'll probably see Ozu tonight. Like, just kind of joking. And they were both like, oh, yeah, we got shit to do. Like, we can't go out tonight or whatever. And then, like, later on, I, like, randomly ended up at Ozu, too. And uh-huh. I see all three of you guys. Yeah. So it was just, like, a funny coincidence. But, yeah, so you were out with uh, with Martin Sage, the yeah, last yeah, people yeah, interviewed. Yeah. yeah, it was my birthday. His birthday. Was it last weekend? Hell, yeah. Two, no, two it weekend, was... Uh, two weekends ago? Yeah, it was yeah, two weekends yeah, ago. shout out to them. Shout out to Martin Sage. They're dope. Yeah. They're dope. All right, so, uh, so yeah, I mean, like, why don't you start off with, like, you know, your whole your whole story? My whole story? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, right. yeah. My whole story. Okay, my <laughs> name is Nicholas. Yeah. Um, born in Hong Kong, raised in Canada, Vancouver. Um, so I guess I was introduced to hip hop music when I was in like grade two or three. Before that, I don't recall really list like going out of my, my way to check out music or anything like that. But I guess I, the first song I heard was uh, Ja Rule, Jennifer Lopez. What, what's love? Is that, is that it? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. So is that, is that, I got a, a sample from like the Beat Nuts. 
I'm not too sure. Okay, I don't but, know. I'll have to. But, check but I was that later. like, dang, like, what's this genre? Like, Ja Rule sounds real badass. Like, yeah, like, with the raspy voice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that then I started, you know, listening to hip hop. Uh, for the most part, though, up until like grade seven, it was whatever was popular because they had radio stations for that and stuff. And my friends would just talk about it. But when I moved back to Hong Kong, grade uh, nine, in grade nine, uh, that's when. I mean, like, it's a totally new environment. The radio stations were different. I didn't know anyone here. So, oh, I'd pause. What, what were they pa- What were they playing on the on the radio here? Like, Canto Pop and shit? Uh, I think so. But, like, I I, I didn't really you go didn't on even the radio pay attention. too it much just like Because my Cantonese wasn't that good. Okay. Yeah, so, like, I, I, I just kind of didn't try. Um, right. And then I went online, and that was, like, the first time I kind of got into hip-hop. I would type in song names of, you know, songs that i like back in canada and then i come across forums being like oh like 50 cent he's a, he's trash like you should listen to Nas and rock him and all that stuff okay. and, and i guess i did a deep dive and i guess for the next couple of years i was deep into it and uh yeah and then i went to university i started making beats uh i think i mean i mean i always made beats in high school but then I think my YouTube channel started getting more popular and stuff, and I, I I took the hobby a little more serious. And I think by third or fourth year, I released like an EP that is still getting me plays today. <laughs> On what platform? Uh, YouTube, Spotify. Oh, Spotify. It, it, it was Bandcamp at first. Okay. And then SoundCloud. Uh, Spotify was much later. Like I uploaded last year, cause I'd never bothered to like figure out how to, but I I did it last year, and. I think you just, I think you just caught like the window because I read recently they're gonna be they're gonna stop independent yeah. uploads to Spotify. No, no, I think I think Spotify had an option that you could directly upload, but they're stopping that. But they're still allowing like the TuneCore, like DistroKid, and all that stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Go. So it's I think uh, I'm not 100. Yeah. percent Is sure. that? Do you, I didn't look into it too much, but do you think it's because of the Playboy Cardi leaks? I'm not too sure. <laughs> have you Have you heard about that with the? Uh, no, I haven't. The pissy haven't pamper or whatever that that uh, kid Cardi. So I don't know. Never mind. There was like what a kid. It was Playboy Cardi track that is like kind of now becoming like this mythical thing because yeah. it keeps leaking and then yeah. people keep on like taking it off the internet. Oh. And it's on. It was like legit on Spotify, like uploaded by like some random kid. Yeah. And I feel like that had something to do with the uh, the independent uploads. Yeah, I think I think a lot of bootleg and and weird uploads were going up too. So I think Where? Spotify wanted to and probably some like remixes with like non non uh, cleared samples and shit yeah um so yeah, yeah you, you uploaded an ep you, you just got it on spotify but oh yeah, yeah yeah so basically i was making a lot of beats and and the beats i was making back then were a lot more i think i found a niche uh, do you know who like new job new jobbies is yeah yeah yeah. japanese producer japanese so he kind of combined a lot more you know asian type melodies or like jazzy melodies. yeah like ja- jazzy jazz hop or whatever yeah, they yeah. he, they they have a term for what what like yeah. like nijabi's specific yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I, think it, I think they call it jazz hop or something, yeah, something like jazz that hop. But yeah. or like chill chill hop there's chill, a channel yeah yeah, yeah called sure. that and so i was on that pretty early i guess around like 2010s early 2010s and uh that kind of got me like a small cult fan base and i wanted to you know ever since i graduated i wanted to continue working in music but at the same time i'm not like the most 
like i don't know like i feel like as an artist you got to be like extroverted you super push yourself and yeah you gotta, like you know continuously grind but I, but i was like oh if it happens it happens type of thing right and oh, okay. so i was okay with learning other things or doing other things at the same time and then i mean fast forward i i eventually moved i mean i eventually started working for hype beast um the company i worked there for f- almost four years as a music editor because i studied like journalism and communications and that stuff and and in hong kong there's very little jobs like that especially yeah. at that high beast is a big employer for yeah, yeah. People there. so i i did, did that for a good four years but then i think um around 2017 elton who also worked at high beast and i you know we we, we became friends originally because we're like two of the only people there who were like really into music um really yeah Surprised. i mean in the, in the hong kong office because i know in the states um it's you know street fashion and music is very yeah you, you like have to be like yeah. involved in like all aspects of culture to like get yeah. in that I, I guess maybe it's different here but yeah yeah but over here it's like you could you could dress like a rapper but you're listening to like kennel pop you know it's yeah okay. it's music and fashion don't necessarily collide I, so. that is something i've noticed actually yeah. I, I i think i said that to somebody like yeah. a while ago but yeah yeah so so we 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 became friends for like i mean a good two years before we even thought of this concept but we you know like we we wanted to see like oh what could we do outside of just you know writing articles and you know uh doing the day-to-day stuff for mm-hmm. work and then we did hypebeast and i mean sorry we did glue stick um and it it didn't i mean it didn't work out too well at first because a lot of agents didn't want to work with us because uh, we 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 were like amateurs, like we didn't know what we were doing yeah. for the most part, and and it took a lot of like you know networking and like proving that we're reliable people, f- and and maybe like a stroke of luck, like some agent wanting to try out like a artist that they didn't think would do well in Hong Kong with us, and and eventually who, who was it? Uh, our first artist was Moonchild which like me and both Alton both like they're like a neo soul very d'angelo influenced okay uh, trio are they are they like from asian country no no they're from la oh okay gotcha. and and i guess like it was it was one of them acts that we we weren't sure if it would work well or not but it's we like the band so let's try it out type of thing and it turned out like pretty good like a lot better than we expected so i guess that after that situation like things started you know working out and so, yeah. so give us a rundown. I know I, we're gonna have like a more a more in depth discussion at some point about yeah. about glue stick, but just give us a little bit of a, a of a, a peep into like what is what's glue stick? Uh, glue stick is, I mean, like it, it's kind of just a music show company for now. So we, I think the the ethos is that for a long time we felt like a lot of the acts that we liked didn't come through not saying hong kong doesn't bring good acts like uh, there's a lot of good promoters who bring good acts but i think me especially i i lean more to the r&b hip-hop spectrum of music uh black music you know uh urban 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 (laughs) urban music urban that's the major label (laughs) uh uh, genre but um yeah like i i I wanted more of these bands or rappers or singers to come through and and i think we just wanted to I don't know it's it's like some exciting that you know you could try and it's a little different from doing it over in north america where 
it might be oversaturated or like big people like live nation has you know they're in control of everything yeah i yeah. mean like yeah I, in like because i i moved here from chicago so i yeah. i know it's like it's hard to keep up there would be like major names like like competing like same night shows yeah. and stuff at different yeah. venues and here it's like one one like well-known name comes and it's like the whole city like knows yeah. about it and stuff so it's yeah. kind of interesting yeah but um so you so did you ever like um when you were making like when you started making beats and stuff did you grow up like playing music like any sort of yeah i actually did i i, I learned piano since i was like okay. five until uh 13 okay and i think because i don't know i was classically trained and i never really like there were some songs i liked, but for the most part it was more like a uh, a thing you had to learn you know yeah like, it was kind of like school <laughs> or whatever and like, was your mom a, like a what do they call it like a tiger mom or whatever no not really it was just normal i guess yeah. for like asians so like she didn't really like push me and if i really didn't like it she i think she would have been okay yeah. to have me drop it but then like i kind of liked it but i i didn't i don't know it was until i was like uh, maybe 10 or 11 when i started playing songs like that I hear on the radio or like doing uh, piano versions of like an Eminem song or something. <laughs> Interesting. Then, then I remember like the kids, like my friends would think that was like really amusing and, and, and so then it was cool. It became yeah, yeah, yeah. like cooler. Yeah. It, it was funner yeah. for me too. Like instead of, and, and when you learn piano, it's very, you're reading sheet music, you know, so you got to mm. play it exactly how they wrote it. Yeah. If you have put your own style into it, it, it becomes wrong, you know, and, yeah like the, that, all so. the rules and stuff yeah, but then so. like you know if you be like w when w i think there's a there's a ba with anything like that there's yeah. a balance between like knowing like yeah. traditional like techniques and yeah, stuff and yeah. also like adding your own spin to it like yeah. you have to like you have to know the rules and also know like how to break them yeah you know what i mean yeah. uh, it's cool I, I grew up playing playing piano too actually and um nice. cello actually i oh, wow. played cello should jam <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm probably i mean like i'm probably trash now but i will i like i think it helps me do you think that like knowing even though like you know like knowing like being a classically trained musician is yeah. slightly different from like making beats and stuff do you yeah. think it like helps you understand yeah. like music theory and stuff like i think like 70 percent yes 30 percent no yes being obviously if you know music theory your music won't sound like super off yeah you know what i mean like some <laughs> people that they try to make music but because they don't have it in them it, it sounds like all that's what you just call it like experimental noise yeah. or something <laughs> but i would say 30 percent because i think classical trains you to think one particular way and i remember when i started making early beats i would just you know write it as if it was like a score like a you know what I'm Word. Saying? and and i wouldn't know how to transfer that to fruity loops or something not <laughs> like i could still transfer it but then like the vibe is like it's it's still very i don't know it, it's it's less groovy and a little more like stacked like uh, robotic or something like it, it was like i, I think you can compare it to like like some edm music okay. i'd say i don't i don't like a lot of the edm music but i feel like there is skill in like being able to stack certain noises and make certain chords and stuff that doesn't exist as much in hip-hop yeah but i think for me my interest lied in hip-hop so i was always more fascinated like say with with like a wu-tang song uh they'd sample like the same thing over and over again yeah just loops and it's and it's like it's like they're not playing 
big chords and stuff and I, yeah. I, but it would still sound really good so I always wanted to imitate that but <laughs> it was hard if your background was like in classical I would say yeah I, actually I feel um, this this reminds me of this kind of like back and forth I saw on Twitter that was really funny because I'm not super big on like EDM stuff too I yeah. mean like it depends on your, your definition because I'm a DJ so like yeah. there's certain electronic music that I really fuck with but yeah. like like commercial like style EDM with like the big buildups and the drops and all mm-hmm. that bullshit like I yeah I'm not not a big fan but mm-hmm. um I think I forgot I forgot who it was it was some like shitty like dubstep producer or something but like a well-known like guy mm-hmm. but he was he was hating on um on a uh, Mo Bamba like when oh, it, well, like, Z- like peak Z- yeah, yeah, yeah 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 peak Mo Bamba and then take a day trip the producer yeah. like just like totally just schooled him on like yeah. the 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 theory the actual like the the genuine music theory behind why Mobamba was a fucking smash yeah. and uh, I thought that was really cool because yeah. I don't fuck with I like that Zed dude sounded mad pretentious <laughs> I, was I, like, actually, I actually like Zed like, oh yeah? I, I grew up I mean like I had a phase like between like late 2000s and 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 maybe 2013 or 2012 that I was more into dubstep and edm for the reason that it, it was hot like they it were was hot around then though like and, that was early, two, from, early 2010s pr- producer perspective like yeah. I, I know a lot of producers felt the same way too because they early dubstep and, and edm producers made their own sounds they were like sound designers and a lot of the drops that they made were like so crazy from like a traditional production point of view that you had to have a really good ear to really do something like that but the problem with that type of music is it's it's very I mean, like, there's, there's no, it's, it, the groove is not that good. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I get what you're saying, yeah. but like, I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. like the music. I mean, so, so I respected Zed a lot because he actually transcribed a lot of video game music that I was into oh, back then, before he got big. Like, he, he worked with a lot of polyrhythms and crazy stuff. Basically, kind of the electronic version of like progressive metal or something like that. Okay. Right. So, so. I was a fan, but I know, I think up like maybe around 2014, he started making very pop hits and I stopped paying attention to him. And I always knew he was more, I don't want to say Eurocentric, but coming from like Germany and, and having a, he probably has a classical music background and stuff like this. I don't think he understood Mo Bamba the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I mean, like, I guess, I'm sure Zed is like a talented producer. There's yeah, a reason yeah. he's like pretty famous. But like, yeah. I thought in that in that back and forth, yeah. he looked like kind of an asshole yeah. in that situation. He was yeah. just like sounding really pretentious. Like, yeah, oh, sure. you guys don't get it. But yeah, I mean, that's dope. So like, um, what would you say? What 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 year? Or like, how old were you when you moved from Canada to Hong Kong? And where where in Canada were you? Uh, Vancouver, and I moved when I was I think fourteen, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Was that like a major change? Yeah, definitely. Like, I was. I don't know. Like, in even in Vancouver, um, I really, I don't know, like I really wanted to like westernize myself, because the school I went to. They're mostly like. Were, were you like the not, only Asian kid? Uh, not not exactly, but I was like. I think in my class there were a few, but then like new waves of immigrants came through, 
like after my time so i already like could speak english and stuff right yeah so you wanted to be like i'm not like one yeah of yeah those. exactly because like, because like, i mean like as a kid you don't you don't know any better and you feel like damn like why are they so fobby like why why are they like loudly speaking their own native language and like yeah. in class and stuff and and i remember just trying to be like as not like like isolate yourself from that yeah i mean and and i guess coming back to hong kong it's like i had to fully embrace that because i i felt the complete opposite like even though i went to international school uh like a lot of the kids were born and raised in hong kong so like i remember i would you know rock like basketball shorts and 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 basketball shoes this is like early mid-2000s right so okay. people kind of dress like that yeah, yeah, I know. Part, rappers <laughs> I know and stuff, and they would make fun of me. They're like, "Yo, why are you always in like sport clothes? You know, like that. It looks whack." What were they wearing? Hollister? Uh, not, not <laughs> yeah. I don't think Hollister was popping. I think, I think like Quicksilver and like, oh, jeans okay. and and messenger bags and stuff like that. Basically, like a Uzi vert, Uzi vert outfit, but like it's 2019 little Uzi yeah. vert outfit, but yeah. like not as not as dripped out. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, like. N- fashion aside like just everything culturally like i had to really embrace it and learn you mean like embrace like your western side or like embrace like like the hong kong okay i got you because because i started seeing like the appeal of it too yeah and and seeing like how how in some ways my friends back home were a little backwards and 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 then i think within two years i like I mean, I wouldn't say I turned like more fobby, but like I, <laughs> I, I, I would say like I liked both sides like equally. Yeah, okay. I, didn't, I didn't hate Hong Kong. Like I didn't like it the first year, but like afterwards, I was like, cool with it. Yeah. Cool with it. Yeah. Growing up in Hong Kong, Hong Kong seems like such a different thing from where yeah. I grew up. Yeah. Um, so you are actually like one of my favorite like music nerds. Oh, to really? like talk to <laughs> um one thing one question i have for you is like where do you find some of the new music that you're listening to uh i think i always like to like search for music and and i think it was around yeah like just ever since high school like i always i don't know because i can't really pretend to like things that i don't really like you know musically and even if my friends were into like for me I, I personally didn't really get to the emo rock phase that was popular <laughs> you know, 10 10 15 years ago but my friends were i had from, like a very slight yeah. but i wasn't super into it either I, but and some yeah. of my friends were like way into it there was yeah. a couple bands i liked but yeah. I, I didn't i feel you on that because yeah. yeah anyway yeah so like i i would just listen to my own thing and i would always feel like it was better but i guess in hong kong like hip-hop like if you think hip hop's not popping now, is like like even ten less years ago, it was even ten worse. years ago. So like they made fun of me for like, oh you're you're so black, like oh oh like you're not Asian, you know. They would say things like that, right? But but I'd be like, yo, this it's just good music, you know. And I kind of <laughs> like the attitude. I, I kind of like what's going on. And so I kind of through that like just just develop my own taste. So you through, you, you know, embrace you embrace the Hong Kong thing. But then you were also still like, yeah, yeah I, actually, I still fuck with hip hop. Like. Yeah. And 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 I think, I think after. After the short, like one year EDM dubstep phase I had, I, <laughs> I, I heard Lil B, and, oh, and at first I was, yeah. I was like, yo, this guy must be a troll. But then like his songs are good, 
you know, in this in, in like a weird way, you know, yeah. at that time. I mean, it's still he's still like kind of flirting the line between trolling and not. I feel yeah, like sometimes, exactly. <laughs> but but I feel like like within within a short time, I, I understood it and I was like, dang, like. And then from little B, I started getting more into like Gucci Mane and and, and Soulja Oh, Boy that's and crazy! That like from my perspective, coming f- going from little little B, like little yeah. B is what got you into Gucci Mane. That's crazy. I actually listened like, to Gucci in, in 2005, but his album Trap House was a lot different from like his underground mixtapes and the, the, the Brick Squad like stuff yeah. he started making way later on. Uh, like he was trying to go like more mainstream, you know, and w- his first tape, but I didn't like follow up with him. And then like with Lil B, I, I searched like, oh, like what what style is that? Because it kind of resembles some. And then I discovered like Waka and, and Gucci and all you ever you fuck with Sababy? Uh, so like like the the Atlanta rapper. Yeah, Sabe- yeah, yeah. yeah. He kind of he kind of yeah. yeah. I, well, I used to call him that yeah. too, but it's actually uh, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, found yeah. out it's Sababy. Yeah. But um, he kind of reminds me of like a little B esque, a little bit. But but he he's like pretty good, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, like I think he, he tries to be good too. Little B, like I feel like he records, he doesn't <laughs> just talk anything. You know? Stream of consciousness. Yeah. So you kind of you kind of touched on it just before, but you were saying in Hong Kong, like the hip hop isn't isn't like the the main dominating force. Yeah. Um. Which, like, I feel like globally, yeah. I mean, every, every, you know, regionally, there's there's all types of trends going on, but I feel like globally, like, anywhere I've traveled, like, the, it's really just, like, you know, like, rap, trap music that's, like, kind of dominates everywhere, except for here. Um, yeah. And, like, and we talked about this the other day, but, like, do, why do you think that is? Uh, I think two reasons the number one is i feel like hong kong is pretty like new yorky um and i haven't been to new york in a long time so i can't really say but i always assumed a lot of new yorkers didn't like trap the same way you know there's a lot of new yorkers pushing the boom bap you know type of flow i I think now it's a lot there's a lot more new trap artists coming up that's why i was thought takashi 69 was funny though yeah because uh he was like a total like SoundCloud rapper, yeah. and then it was like, fucking Joey Badass and shit like yeah. And, like yeah. Yeah, I th- I think I think that's number one reason because I go to Taiwan too and trap's not big over there, where but they really like like the mellow chill, jazz hoppy yeah. know, type of vibe like a tribe called Quest type, you know rap, and number two I just think um. I th- I feel like people don't have too much time out here to like really discover music and english is not like like a lot of people uh don't really speak english they don't they can't really search things up in english so it really depends on like who the chinese bloggers and the the chinese youtubers put on and stuff and yeah and and actually don't really know but i feel like trap also has a really like a like a i don't give a fuck like you know that type of attitude yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 like hong kong people do care you know what i mean like they, they they don't like things that are too ignorant you know too quote-unquote low culture interesting um, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't i never uh yeah because 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 like now that i work with doughboy and stuff i i get more exposed to the chinese rappers he works with and stuff and uh-huh. a lot of them come from villages you know in the middle of like guangdong or or another province in china and they would 
really find appeal in trap music and, and you know they 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 rap like amigos because they don't have anything to lose in in some sense you know? ah okay the hong kongers are yeah, a little too hong kongers like if if you if you're not if you don't have a job if you don't they're too bougie they're too bougie for yeah, trap exactly. music okay exactly. that's 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 whack i'm <laughs> i'm gonna say that no i'm just kidding uh that's that's interesting though um but yeah so you so you work with Doughboy. yeah i do he's yeah. a he's a local hong kong rapper yeah um, how did that come about? Uh, I, I always knew him. Um, I mean, according to him, I don't want to give myself clout, but according to him, he added me in 2013, 14, because he liked my beats. Uh, I, like I, on, on, added on Facebook. You? Oh, Facebook. Facebook, okay. Because I think... Um, Bro, own it, dude. I mean... Talk your shit, kid. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't... <laughs> he, was fucking, he was fucking with the beats. Uh, yeah, he liked my beats. I didn't really know who he was, and I think at that time, um, um, I, at a lot of people just added me, especially from Asia, like Taiwan and Hong Kong. They would add me as friends just because they liked my music, and and I remember I just thought he was another fan, right? And then, and then a week from him adding me, he won this like Hong Kong Film Award. And this was back in like 2014, mm-hmm. and at that time I was. In kind of interning, shadowing another big name producer in Hong Kong. Who's that, that? Can you say? I don't know if he has an English name. His name's uh, Chan Guangwing. Okay. Chan Guangwing. So he he basically did a lot of big movies, a lot of the cop uh, crime thrillers. Oh, uh, okay. You know, in Hong Kong. Oh, you mean producer is in like movie, like film producer? No, no, like film score. Oh, like producer. soundtrack. Okay, yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He gotcha. does jingles for like McDonald's and and. Oh, there was uh, a. The apparently, there's a funny new one. My yeah. my coworkers were talking about it, where yeah. it's um. It's probably him. Uh, it, yeah, it's some guy, and then they were. It's it's a uh, shake shake and dip, yeah. and it's it's no, it's 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 Chinese guys, or it's like Hong Kong oh, Chinese yeah, people, yeah, and yeah. and it's like they're saying shake, shake and dip. Yeah. But like, because of their accent, it sounds like they're saying shake shake and dick. <laughs> like we're I don't know. Some of my coworkers were talking about it. Yeah, keep yeah. an eye out for that because. I, I think I know what you're talking about because they yeah. made a they made another one I think last year that was like some some beat some field of beat or something field of beat yeah so, <laughs> okay. so anyway anyway so you you yeah. were you were you so were I was working for him and I I knew what the Hong Kong Film Award thing was because of him because he had like 13 or 14 Word. and then Doughboy won one right so I was like dang like who's this fan who you know just won a, a big award in Hong Kong so I started following him and I. And I realized he made his own music too, um, and I think I because I shortly after started working for Hype Beast, I kind of put music aside as a hobby type thing. But we were always aware of each other, and I think in 2016 or 17, uh, a singer by the name of Sophie, female singer, uh, who I've been working with since 2014, wanted to do like a more electronic R&B type album. And in Hong Kong, she could only think of two producers at the time. It was me and Doughboy. So we were going to co-produce the album. And I think that's when I started uh, talking to him more, befriending him, and and realizing, like, oh, like, he does a lot of big things. Because even working at Hype Beast, I focus more on the American artists. Yeah. But, you know, on the Asian side, there's a lot of things going on. I know. It's it's hard to balance because, like, I I moved here, like, just over a year and a half ago. And, like, for me... It's like, cause like a lot of the, a lot of like the underground stuff is all 
like in like Chinese, and I don't even yeah. mean like the the rapping. Yeah. Like I mean like like the flyers and like yeah. the stuff online. Yeah. All the writing is in Chinese. Yeah. But the, I mean the Kanto rap. So it's like it's hard for me to keep up with what's going on. Yeah, on yeah, the exactly. But I try. But there's just so much music yeah. to consume. I, I think like Asian consumers have the same issue like the other way around too. Yeah. Which is why I think language is still a big thing. Yeah. I Especially could, I could out of China, everyone speaks Mandarin. Or in Hong Kong, they speak Cantonese. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, where, where was I? Uh, Doughboy. Yeah, so long story short, we worked on the album together. We started talking more. And he got signed to Warner, um, I think, early 2018 or late 2017. And I think he, the guy who signed him wanted someone to, who understood, like, maybe the hip-hop culture or whatever to yeah. kind of work with him and, and manage what's going on over there because I, I, I think the majority of the label concentrates more on the current um, their current roster which is mostly Kendall pop artists Kendall pop, yeah. and not just them like Universal Sony same, same thing right so um, basically the guy who signed him he was from Malaysia he wanted to you know he, he saw big potential in the rap scene in China and Asia in general and, and he felt like Doughboy was a perfect signee to kind of you know take advantage of the whole represent thing like they're yeah, what they're yeah, doing like in hong yeah, kong yeah for sure because because even even before signing everything like doughboy became friends with like you know, people like high brothers or like all the rapid china contestants like even before they were popping right so like he has that so he was like involved in the scene super yeah, heavy yeah and and i think like that's when i stepped in and i, I guess being kind of like friends and stuff already it helped our you know, it made things easier. So a lot of a lot of things <coughs> we wanted to do could could be gotten done like a lot easier, and and a lot of things that I wanted to do like he could help out too. So yeah. nice. So you just you're his manager, but then you guys like pr- it sounds like you collaborate like musically as well and oh uh, like for fun, uh, not 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 so much. Yeah, I mean I, I did a few beats on his album, but um, I think we had like one track before he was signed. But it was like fun. Yeah. Like so you rap too. Uh, I try to. <laughs> big spoon, <laughs> big spoon. You have, you have uh, It's your uh, your moniker, right? Yeah. yeah. It's mostly fun. Yeah. I'll, I'll take I it seriously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Any you care care, <laughs> care to elaborate on big spoon? <laughs> uh, I mean, like it's funny because when I produce, I mean, even back then, especially, it was like very, very soulful, like, uh, you know, like. You, you can even say like it's a uh, uh, reflective you know music but like i think i don't know if it's because i'm a gemini or whatever like i i, I don't only like that stuff you know a course, lot of a lot of, of times when you're into that community like people you know trash on like trap music or whatever uh-huh. and then when you you know oh like the, the old heads would be like oh mumble rap it's not even old heads it's like it's like a divide a lot of young asians like they they don't like trap either you know yeah. they like they like like old school hip-hop they call it old school they what they mean is like boom bap music yeah and that type of thing i like both yeah i like I trap hate, and I stuff a little more divisiveness now. yeah so like basically big spoon is is me actually no i lied big i didn't want to rap at first but um when glue stick started we had no following and and elton being like the seo data analyst strategist person of hype he's like yo why don't we just release like music content on acoustic but i didn't want to revive like my old beats and stuff so i was like oh 
you know, let's try to wrap it. Rich Chica did it, you know, like worst case scenario, nobody cares. We get a few followers, best case scenario, it blows up. Well, it didn't blow up, but it got us, I think, our first like 500 followers. So. It went like slightly viral, I think. Nah. The, the wait, the the water one, the uh. No, no, oh, there okay. was one like way before. It was called ah, Poppin'. It's okay. Like this, it, it, yeah, it's just me rapping like Playboy Cardi <laughs> on the track, and and um, uh, yeah, like that. That got our first. Like it was purely to get a following on Glue Stick because you know I didn't know that. I didn't want to like announce the show and have no following and just look sketchy, you know. Yeah, like who, who, yeah. what the fuck's this glue stick? Yeah, 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 some random dudes. Yeah. So I mean, now now that glue stick has its own following and its own thing, I kind of just rap for fun to, you know, I want to say unite the community, but like kind of partake in it, not to yeah to, you know, yeah have fun. No, it's just do different thing. things. Yeah. yeah. Um. Speaking of like the duality of music, yeah. um, you guys just put a show out or not a show? You did like your first like mini festival sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I had a funny moment. So like, you know, I listen. You know, I like listen to like trap music and stuff too. But yeah. I, I also have like lots of different interests as well. Yeah, and yeah. I was there with I was there with somebody, and and like they only know me like as a DJ or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, is it like because it was like during one of the bands? And they're like, is it weird for you to like watch this like indie band? And I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, no, I listen to bands, bro. Like, yeah. it was kind of funny. But, yeah, I mean, so you have, like, an indie side, too. Like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I like everything. Like, yeah, me too, man. I just like music. Yeah, music, if it's good, I, I, I like it, you know. If I can see that, like, it took, you know, it's just a good song. You know, I don't even say it takes a lot of time and effort. Like, even might if, just be if a it's bop. a trashy good song. <laughs> like, just be a bop. Exactly. Hell, yeah. So, I mean, like, and I also know, I think the reason we do a lot of indie bands, too, is because I know in Hong Kong, it's it's hard to just do like trap music yeah. or rap music, especially if yeah. people see it as just like a part of a trend, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, indie music in Hong Kong be hitting different, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but the um, uh, why am I spacing on his name right now? No, um, the Denzel Curry show. That yeah. shit was lit. Yeah, that was, that was that, a lot crazier. Was that one of your Was that one of your favorite glue stick events? Yeah, yeah, for sure. What was What's like probably one of your favorite like not even just glue stick, but just like in general like personal projects you've worked on in the past like few years? Oh man, too many. Uh okay. Let me let me think. Uh, I guess the Denzel Curry one because because I followed him since like 2012. Ever since I discovered like ASAP and Space Goes Perp. Space Goes Perp. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I followed Denzel and I guess I always saw him as like second to Space Ghost Perp even though a lot of his fans liked him more than Space Ghost Perp yeah the, and they totally went like a different yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah with it too but then like I just kept seeing him improve and stuff and I saw his live shows and he would be like going crazy and, and we got the opportunity to do a show with him at first we weren't 100% like like we I liked him I knew he was big like in the states but in Hong Kong it's like I don't who knows you know like that felt like a real rap show. That's yeah. that's actually one of the the only like hip hop shows I've been to. I, I, in I Hong think Kong since that like f- that had the same energy of like a yeah. like a show I've been to in Chicago. So yeah. shout out to you guys Thank you. for putting that together. Thank you. Shout out to me for DJing that shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out to you, man. Um, so who's somebody else that you'd want to bring to Hong Kong? Some, everyone. Everybody. Um, I, f- I feel that. Everyone. Uh, I, I I guess. I don't know. I, I have my own personal favorites, but I also like like 
successful shows in the sense that people really enjoy it you yeah. know and 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 it wouldn't really make sense for me to you know bring someone that i really like but it's like nobody else understands that type of thing right yeah so, but I, I guess someone to balance like in a, yeah i i really like young thug i think I th- thug would do well here i don't think so you don't think so no I, like i mean good enough for like ttn i think but for his price like it won't uh okay okay yeah, i don't think won't. about that shit i just think he'd sell tickets <laughs> yeah yeah um who else like probably like chief keef oof I mean, bang he's bang from chicago, hell yeah so. no no no, no. I, mean, Illinois, I can't i can't i'm not allowed to say i'm from chicago Illinois. but i no Illinois. no wisconsin <laughs> oh oh i thought you were from no i mean i'm i moved i moved to hong kong from chicago oh, okay yeah, that's where, like, everything happened for me. So, like, okay. uh, Chicago's a very special place to me. But I actually grew up in, like, a small town in Wisconsin. Oh, damn. And I, I, I get, I've gotten shit before for uh, repping Chicago too oh. hard out here. So I got I to, gotta, like, you know, <laughs> got to clarify. <laughs> yeah, so. But no, no, no. Chicago's yeah. great. I lo- and, like, yeah, Chief Keep's fucking amazing. Chief Keep. Been really listening like. to Hey Being Sober a lot lately. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know why. 50 Cent. <laughs> was it Wiz? Wiz was on it. Wiz Khalifa, yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, a fucking... Uh, yeah. uh, that's a good one. Yeah, Chief, Chief Keef was another, like, if I could compile a list of, like, the top 10 most influential... Oh, my God, yeah, Chief like, Keef is major, thug. dude. Yeah, I like Kodak a lot, too. You know, with Kodak, I like Kodak. And I think he's... When we were talking about ignorance before, like, yeah. he makes like you know like regular like trap music and shit but yeah. i feel like there's something going on there like there's something slightly more intellectual he's like yeah. he's from like miami and shit he's yeah. a zoe like he's like definitely came up i think he's haitian he's like yeah. he's like a real fucking like gangbanger dude and shit but like i th- i feel like i feel like m- mentally uh i feel like he's uh he's got some something else going on yeah. there yeah, yeah, I think I think he's a smart dude. Yeah, in, in, yeah. in a certain way. Yeah, I, for I, I sure. don't know him well enough to. No, really I mean either. But like yeah. s- the what was that most recent album he did last year? Uh, was Easy and everything. Uh the the song. I don't I mean, remember. The, yeah, the, yeah, I don't yeah, remember I know, the name of the album, about. but the, the the most recent album he just put out was like, yeah. actually like oh cohesive body of work, and I really yeah. fucked with it actually. Yeah, I mean he signed to Warner. So hell yeah! Shouts to Warner. Shouts yeah. shouts to your employer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they signed Co- uh, Lil Pump. They signed. They signed all the Ratchet rappers. Like, uh, yeah, like Atlantic, you know the label Atlantic. That's yeah. Under Warner. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I like Kodak. Yeah. I, I feel like. I feel like, definitely like. He's intellectual, but like super ignorant at the same time. Yeah, that's what I was trying to really say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um. So that actually is a good segue into something else I wanted to ask is like what what's what's some like weird internet rapper that nobody knows about that you're like fucking with right now, and BJ <laughs> I know he, I know yeah, you got yeah, him yeah. up before. I mean I only know that one song so Uno yeah Uno yeah it, it's catchy. I mean I I for me at least for the last five years like I've been interested in I, I call it like rappers who reinvent the wheel. And what I mean by that is sometimes you talk to people who, who list, you know, the, the greatest rappers of all time, and it's like Andre 3000, like... Yo, I ha- I actually... Sorry to cut you off, yeah. but I I wouldn't... I, I don't understand why. I feel like a, a couple of music critics said that, and then everybody else just started putting Andre 3000 up there. I don't see it. I, I see it in the sense that he's like a 
really good performer, has his own unique style. Yeah, he's an and artist, think, but as a yeah, rapper, I wouldn't. Exactly. And, and for me, I like rappers that other people want to emulate because they're just so cool or yeah. like their flow is like better than the like thug yeah, thug exactly. has like so many children in exactly. atlanta right now so, so that's that's what Everybody's i kind of categorize as rappers who reinvent the wheel they they do something that's almost simple but like nobody's ever thought of and then now everyone follows i know you're big on Blueface, and that's yeah. kind of like that too uh Blueface, uh, uh yes i think i like him a little more before than now because this shit's he, a little more polished his, now. He, he kicked his mom out the house. You read about that? No, that's yeah, fucked up, so man. He called her like a clout chaser. <laughs> uh, kicked his sister and his mom. Put <laughs> that on live too. I don't know. That's if it was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, that's fucked up, but that's yeah. actually really f- kind of funny. And, and like, the other time he, mom, like, you clout chasing. Yeah, yeah, it's really. I mean, I, I don't know the story. Like she might be, you know, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> with like child stars and shit, I could, yeah. I could see how like parents. I mean, but he's a, he's a grown man yeah, he's like so. 20 something <laughs> but the other time he, he, i moms. saw him like throw a, a wad of cash like in the rubber band at a stripper's head and that felt is it, like it's supposed to be funny but I don't know, he just kind of seems like a jerk yeah but Blue i mean face, like I, I liked his really old stuff just because he he just didn't care about like how his flow sounded it still come out good yeah i, I think yeah. it's kind of funny like speaking of like old heads or like people that are like too caught up on like hating new rap or whatever that yeah. like a lot Blueface got a lot of hate, but like, he, like to me, he sounded like just like Mac Dre. Yeah. And like, old heads love Mac Dre. Yeah. So it's like, I think people pick and choose, and yeah. you know. I, I, yeah, I think I think they're just bitter. Yeah. Over certain things, but I mean, like with Blueface, I would go further back. Like, I feel like the the most original rapper in L.A. would probably be like Draco, Draco the Ruler. Really. Uh. So he, he kind of, I don't know if, I, I'm, I'm not deep enough to know, like, because in L.A. they have a thing called gang sliding, which is just a bunch of rappers repping their street, you know, Blood or Crip or whatever, whatever block they're from. And there's a certain flow that they all, follow, like the yeah, I, like, all that stuff <laughs> comes from that. Yeah. And I, so, I mean, Blueface got credited as, like, the person who coined that, that, that type of stuff. But, uh, like, I guess he was just the most charismatic one to do it. But I think, like, if you if you go all the way back to, like, 2015, like, DJ Mustard had a song uh, featuring Draco, and he kind of rapped all offbeat and stuff in a, in a similar way. And, and I mean, I, w- I would rate, like, Draco as my f- favorite, you know, L.A. rapper just off of that. Like, he's, like, the, the Chief Keef. I, w- I don't know if Chief Keef created this. Style. He's, like, the G Herbo. <laughs> the G Herbo of uh, uh, L.A. Okay. You know, because Giorbo did the kill shit song, and that that's kind of like the real drill rap. The, yeah, OG drill shit. Whereas like Heath's like I don't like you know 300. That's that's like a play off like Atlanta trap. Yeah, it was kind of like incorporating yeah. drill into like a more like contemporary trap yeah, sound. Yeah. But it was still like yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So um. So you used to work for High Beast. Yeah. That is probably. Do you still read Hypebeast? You still follow it? Uh, yes, but ironically, like more for the drops. Like I never really paid attention while I was working there, but I think like sneaker, like sneaker drops and shit. Or yeah, that I don't know. I I just started like becoming a little more materialistic after leaving Hypebeast, which is really interesting. Weird. I was like so focused on the music during <laughs> Hypebeast that I didn't like really care about any of the 
fascist side of things, but after leaving, I, I don't know why I started paying more attention. But yeah, so more for that. Besides hypebeast, though, like what any kind of like online publications or like blogs or anything that you that you, that you're fucking with right now? Not not really. I follow the fader. fader. I, I feel like they do have a good sense of like a lot of the new acts coming out. You know, they cover like street rap to like uh, uh, you know it could be indie bands or like even dark like EDM yeah know, type thing. Yeah. yeah, Fader Fader does a really good job, I yeah. think, th- in covering all all aspects of, yeah. of culture and music. Pitch Pitchfork is okay, but like their album rating thing, I don't always agree with. <laughs> I feel like they 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 are still, you know, their backbone is is like the hipster, yeah, you know, indie stuff, you know. And I think they've tried to expand, but I, I feel like their taste still derives heavily from that genre. Yeah, I don't know. I like Pitchfork a lot, but they yeah. that's one of my. Um, my favorite like music fe- pitchfork music festival in chicago yeah. was yeah. super fun always oh, so. who, who played when you were there lil b played there oh, one really? year actually yeah um but it was a lot of uh earl, Sw- earl sweatshirt was there one year yeah. um man dude all types of people like, i remember blood orange was really good uh yeah. uh asap ferg one year that shit was tight uh yeah dude all types of people uh, kendrick kendrick played one year uh yeah and you were there like all all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was every summer. It was like it was a a bikeable distance from uh, my house. How far is Wisconsin? Like where you live? No, no, no. I was living in Chicago at the time. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I lived in Chicago for like five years. Okay. And, right, and you're like, from Chicago. <laughs> I know, but that's the thing. Like, cause I Some can't. Some people really... don't even live in any place for longer than five years. So yeah, yeah, I know. It's 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 a weird thing. I was born and raised in Appleton, so I gotta. Yeah. But yeah, so um, yeah, I was living in yeah, I lived I lived in Chicago for for five years and um, yeah. yeah, but so those five years, I th- I'm pretty sure I went to Pitchfork every year because that shit was tight. And then there was lots of other music festivals, obviously like Lollapalooza. Lollapalooza. <laughs> that's just played like it's yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't think it's that great, but yeah, Pitchfork's cool. <laughs> um, well, I don't know what where. Uh, I know I, s- I mentioned I saw you at Ozu a few weeks ago. Shout out to Ozu. But like Shout where 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 you kick it? Like what where could where could people find you in Hong to Kong? To be honest, I'm like I'm like at home a lot of times. I don't I don't really socialize too much. I tr- I mean I've been trying to do it a little more now, but I don't I don't know. I guess Ozu because Mart and Sage go there a lot, and then and Yuri Tamiyama. I actually <laughs> went to school with Sage. Oh, word. Yeah, we were like classmates. Nice. Uh, and then I guess like whenever our class reunites and some of our friends still stay in Hong Kong, so like our high school stuff would happen. At, at Ozu? Ozu? Yeah. That's funny. That's and cool. Then, and then we'd go to like Racks. Racks. Racks is interesting, man. It's It feels like that's probably like the most American bar that, that exists yeah. here. I yeah. mean, in terms of music. Yeah. That, that's I, one I, place. I know a lot hear. of the hypebeast kids uh, like not kids but like w- people work at hypebeast like kicked it at Rex. okay so that's kind of why i started going gotcha. but i go out like i mean once a month it's not too often damn so yeah. it's a it was I'm, a I'm anti-social <laughs> you know? every show yeah even if even if like you know i have you know even if i don't think it's worth it like if there's like an admission or whatever and it's yeah. like gonna be kind of lame or whatever i'll still try to go like yeah. n- not always but like yeah so that's just something i do <laughs> that's all yeah that's good yeah, yeah I've, I've been trying to do that a little more but it's like i just love my home 
I feel you. Especially because it's super hot out right now. Yeah, it's nice to chill. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Nick, man, I like you. I want to see Thank you. you. I want to see you succeed. Thank um, you. You too. <laughs> thanks, dude. Um, I got some. I, I I got some advice. Is some I'm doing at the end of every podcast. I have some some constructive criticism. Some yeah. ad, some advice for for you and glue stick and everything. Yeah. All right. So uh, just go like. Go like with your production and like Big Spoon and like the music you're making on the side. Yeah. Go fully Canto Pop. Just just go like 100% Canto Pop. What does that mean? Like like start making Canto Pop music. Okay. I don't know. Just marinate on that. <laughs> Start making cano pop. Yeah. Why? What's what's the reasoning behind that? Why not, dude? True. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's it's like kind of satire. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do it. All right. All right. I can't read uh, sarcasm, satire, no. <laughs> autistic. <bro. laughs> so uh, yeah, and actually, this is it's funny because I I made these I, I I wrote down some advice before we even had this discussion, and it's yeah. come up a few times. But become become like an old washed up hip hop head, and just just like start calling anything made after like 2015 mumble rap, and just just hating on everything. Yeah, and just j- like been doing that. Like Nas, every <laughs> it, like. Any, <laughs> anything that's not like like boom bap type yeah. shit is trash, right? Yeah. All right. So that's <laughs> last piece of advice. Yeah. Um, start a podcast, dude. Start. A podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll, I'll come back next episode. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. All right, man. Um, got any any anything you want to plug? Glue stick? Anything. Any big anything pop in for glue stick coming up or? Uh, boy. We, we'll have an announcement soon I, it's nothing's like fully confirmed so i can't really say but it's gonna be we're, we're gonna keep doing shows like hopefully once every two months word um, so keep so an eye out we'll keep bringing at, artists at glue stick and yeah glue glue stick g-l-u-e-s-t-i-c-k-e-n-t glue stick and um yeah just trying to do this music thing you know? yeah create create more of a more of a scene in yeah. in hong kong around yeah. the, the urban music yeah for sure for sure all right man, all right, man. uh you got anything else uh shout out everyone shout out like, everyone yeah who's, who's <laughs> oh, like yeah. helped us uh i mean you hey. dj'd for us you know hell yeah did a good job thank you um no state they always show love they film all our recaps yep uh goldfish Goldfish. They, they, they I gotta get them on the pod. I fuck. I, I like what they do. Do you know how I met Goldfish? Last story. All right. Let's hear I, it. I participated in a burger competition <laughs> in twenty. What does that mean? Seventeen. Burger eating or yeah. making? Uh, eating. Okay. And I won that. Hell yeah. And and Goldfish was hired to kind of document or interview or something like that. And actually, it was that experience that I got all my media connects to. To, to broadcast our so you so you won an eating contest and that, then that's, that's how the, glue stick my, started my, exactly <laughs> you should just tell that's that story. my that's my proudest achievement today hey congrats dude yeah. did you have to eat an amount i was just like a big burger that was like eight patties oh. with cheese and then Damn. fire tomatoes all that onions <laughs> lettuce it's dope actually uh, Wes, uh, Wes from Mama told me. Oh, where? He was in that competition too. Oh, really? Yeah, 
and I think I, I didn't formally meet him there, but I think like afterwards he was like, "Yo, we were at the competition right now." I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> that's cool." Wes yeah. is the homie. Yeah, dope. Nice. That's yeah, all. I like I like I like the goldfish guys. They're cool. Yeah. Who Who else? Yeah, shout out. Uh, Mama told me. Hey. They They support our shows. Hell yeah. They're doing cool things that's for the, the squad. community too. Um, who else? Like all the venues in Hong Kong. This town needs. This town needs major. Man, Katak, Asia Expo, keeping keeping music alive. I guess. It's um, important. It's crucial. Uh, Eaton, you know, doing creative Dude, things. Dude, major shouts to Eaton. I'm here. Um, like I don't come day, here bro. enough, but I should. Yeah, you should, man. Uh, it looks really cool. Go check out upstairs before you go. It's yeah, uh, sure. it's dope. Everyone. Everyone doing music, you know, trying to make it or even doing it as a hobby, performing, like, keep, keep it up. We need that energy in Hong Kong. Yes, we do. Wise words. All right, thanks, man. Thanks for having me.